Hey guys, Jawad here with Hit The Apex Podcast. Thank you for joining me this week. I am back. Uh, as you know, last week I took a little bit of a break because um, I'm still working, still working full time. A uh, lot going on, of course, in the world um, in the midst of COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it at this stage. <laughs> um, I just hope everyone's staying safe and looking after one another practicing social distancing, staying home, I'm going to have a bit of a PSA later on anyway in the podcast, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's all changed, everything has changed, it's, you know, completely different to how things were maybe at the start of the year or last year or whatever, um, just the way everyone goes about things, you know, people's mindsets and behaviours have changed as well, some for good, some for bad, of course, you're going to get in this sort of situation, but it's good to see, you know, all the people that have, you know, this has brought out the best in people, which I want to focus on more so, I will talk a little bit about how this has brought out the bad side of people as well a bit later when I do my little PSA, talk about um, what's going on with work as well at the moment, but yeah, no, it's really important to acknowledge that it has brought out a lot of good in people, it's good to see, um, mentioned it last time I was on air too, that, you know, motorsport teams and car manufacturers all over the world are working on technology such as ventilators or, you know, the screens that you see in shops now as well um, to practice social distancing between the shop people and um, customers but then yeah ventilators probably the most important things for the people who are in intensive care and um, doing it a bit tough with the uh, COVID-19 infection so you know things like that is really good to see of course Mercedes in Formula One they're sort of leading it, Project Pit Lane, they've called it, so basically all the teams based in the UK are contributing to this, and then also it was good to hear Ron Dennis, the former McLaren boss, um, getting involved and providing um, a million meals for NHS workers, so the um, National Health um, Scheme, I think, or I'm, I'm not sure, it's in the UK, but yeah, all the NHS workers in the UK being provided meals for free uh, for all the hard work that they're doing and yeah it's an important time to acknowledge as well all the work that you know all the medical people globally are doing it's you know it's fascinating and you know everyone should be great forever grateful for for the work that they're doing the long hours the tiring cases and you know case after case trying to make sure people are being looked after and you know, avoid worst case scenario, which, you know, we have seen this thing um, claim a lot of people's lives all over the world, um, and this is where it's something that's got to be taken seriously, there is still people that don't seem to be taking it seriously, or just going on about their business um, as if nothing's really going on in the world, which is a very reckless, careless thing to do socially, it's probably very distressful because your actions can directly affect what happens to someone else. So, you know, you might be, say for example, asymptomatic um, and might be a carrier of this virus and 
even though you're not going to get sick, you might make someone else sick, you know, and potentially um, lethally as well. So this is where when I say people need to take this a bit seriously, they should. But at the same time, it was seeing the best in people too. And that's what I want to focus on a bit later when I do talk about um, staying at home and all that sort of thing. So let's do some F1 stuff first, hey? Because, you know, everyone's trying their best to, to stay entertained and, you know, and that's probably you know, drivers, teams and everything, well, teams, I guess, they're busy doing their um, life-saving projects uh, with ventilators and all that, Project Pit Lane, and then drivers, of course, trying to keep himself busy doing, you know, their fitness stuff, training, and then, of course, esports, which we talked about last time, too, is kind of taking off in wake of all this. So, just some quick news, a bit of housekeeping to get out of the way first. So, Canada joins the list of races um, postponed, of course, so, you know, it was pretty ambitious to have the season start at the Canadian Grand Prix, uh, which would be in June. For us, it's the long weekend always here in Australia with a Queen's birthday, so, yeah, it was ambitious to do that. At this stage, Ross Braun last night came out and said, the season is probably going to resume in Europe or begin in Europe, you know, and most likely behind closed doors as well as, you know, can't risk having crowds yet at the circuits. Potentially July might be the the target for them to start racing. Um, 15 to 18 races, of course, um, proposed as well because, you know, what we talked about last time is how whatever shape the calendar does take for the rest of this year it's going to be pretty uh jam-packed so you know you could have three week three races in a row um over consecutive weekends and then one week off and then three again so it's going to be a hard slog towards the end of the season talk about even um two-day weekends as well compress the weekends to get things over and done with a lot quicker so you know I'm sure they're going to try everything they can to to get Formula One up and running and same with all the other sports too I mean we're hearing here in Australia with NRL and AFL the NRL are really pushing to get the competition started within a month um, as well which is being very ambitious talk about you know um, having all the players put into isolation or play the games in isolation in a remote location something like that and the AFL watching what they do over in New South Wales with the NRL so but you know again got to stress the importance of safety and I'm sure that everyone's going to be taking that into account before they make a decision on whether they're going to resume their individual competitions or not um, but in the case of F1 too remember even if it is behind closed doors there's still a lot of people that are involved with putting a race on so you've got your marshals of course who are there race to race you've got your teams you've got your crews you've got even things like the media as well that will travel from race to race country to country so it's still much more people than say for example a game of footy or whatever or cricket if it was done behind closed doors so it's got to be absolutely safe for them to actually do that and I'm sure 
the F1 team, you know, Ross Braun and all Chase Carey will be doing their best to assess whether everything is fine. So, and I said this last time too, I'm not going to speculate when the season's going to start or try and say, oh, the calendar should look like this or they should have this race here or this race there. I'll leave that for when, you know, we get closer to potentially restarting the season. I just yeah, everyone's safety is probably more a paramount concern at the moment than um, seeing some live racing, which I know we're all itching to see, but, you know, there's all sorts of substitutes as well that we can um, entertain ourselves with in the meantime. So with with that being said, um, F1 doing a good job at the moment with putting on some old races on things like YouTube and their F1 TV through the archives if you're subscribe to that i did write an article i think it was a couple of weeks ago now about ways to keep yourself entertained if you're a motorsport fan in isolation and i said yeah if you live here in australia for example for four dollars fifty aussie dollars a month you can subscribe to f1 tv access which will give you access to the archive and they've got quite a few races on demand on on the archive even if you want to go back into 90s 80s and all that sort of stuff as well some good documentaries in there that you can watch that have been done officially by f1 so only thing is you can't watch it um you can only watch it in browser or on apple android or android devices i don't think you can get it on a smart tv or a gaming console at the moment which kind of sucks because i would love to have it on my smart tv and be able to to watch it on the big screen and um you know have all those races but the races that they have shown on youtube which i've missed out on because they're streaming them live so everyone can watch them at the same time and pretend that it's happening um as they as they watch it and then on social media have the live reactions and everything as well it's always on at stupid o'clock and because it's not you know a race where i have to to do any live blogging as such i'll just i'm like yeah i'll watch it um over the weekend or something because they do it they do it wednesday nights so yeah they did it last night um which was the 97 European Grand Prix at Hereth, which was an interesting race. I think I have seen a replay of that before, the one where, um, yeah, the championship on the line for 97, bit of shifty business with Michael Schumacher um, and then Jacques Villeneuve, of course, winning the championship that year. So I'll look at that one probably on the weekend. I've got the long weekend off, actually, today. From today till Monday, I am off work for five days, so hallelujah. A little bit of well-earned rest, I think, coming my way. But um, over the last weekend, I did watch the 1986 Adelaide Grand Prix, the title decider for that year. Amazing race. You know, Adelaide always has had some really good title deciding uh, races. Of course, when you've got names like Nigel Mansell, uh, Alain Prost, Nelson Piquet up there, Keke Rosberg as well was in contention for winning that race until he bowed out. But... You know, who would have thought that, you know, with Nigel Mansell in the position he was in <laughs> going into that race and during that race that it would actually be Alan Prost who won the championship. So Mansell with that infamous blowout, that was a bit unfortunate. And then you, that's where you just, you got to shake your head and be like, poor Nigel, poor Nigel, always, you know, 
with a bad luck, he always ends up copping the uh, the rough end of the stick, but, you know, eventually he got there in 92 with a dominant Williams car, but, yeah, 86, that could have been his year, but ultimately, you know, even in the last race, you know, on the last lap, it could go down to that, so, unfortunately for Mansell, it was all over, um, and then, of course, PK and Prost left in championship contention, PK ended up pitting an extra time um, in reaction to Mansell's um, Mansell's tyre blowout. So Williams, obviously PK was Mansell's teammate that year, and um, just on the side of caution, they put PK into the pits, got some new tyres on, but Prost managed his race pretty well till the end and had like a 20-second margin over Nelson. So that was pretty much it. Um, on the podium for a while, there was... Uh, Martin Brundle's teammate now, for God. <laughs> oh, give us a sec. Yeah, it was Philippe Streff who ran out of fuel um, at the right at the end. He's only ever had one podium in his career. I was like, oh, no, it's a French guy, but I don't want to get the name wrong. Uh, Philippe Streff it was. So, yeah, he ended up running out of fuel. Um, and then his teammate was behind him, Martin Brundle, for pretty much the entire end of the race. And... The guy who ended up finishing on the podium was Stefan Johansson, who was behind these guys about a lap down, I think, as well, in the Ferrari and just ended up on the podium. So that was a good result for him. And, of course, Johansson, after that, he was leaving Ferrari, back then Ferrari. If you think Ferrari are bad now, Ferrari in the 80s were absolutely diabolical. So <laughs> they went through the entire 80s without a championship, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did, yeah, no Ferrari championship in the 80s, so this is, this is going to be interesting, I'm going to spend more time, you know, even though I have done a lot of, what do you call it, um, research and reading old F1 stuff, I haven't done anything much else recently as far as writing about it is concerned so I think yeah I'm going to spend some more time being able to do that in the near future but yeah no championship for Ferrari that in that decade um Johansson he left for McLaren in 87 to partner up with Alan Prost while Prost um he didn't win another championship. He was he went back to back in 86, 85 and 86. So that was he actually became the first driver since Jack Brabham. So Jack Brabham actually who to f win back to back championships and that was back in 59 and 60. So all the way fast forward to 85 and 86. So good result there for for Prost and you know ended up with four championships at the end of his career too. So great race to watch and I just like Adelaide. I'm I'm a big fan. I went there for the first time last year. As you, if you heard the podcast last year, I did record an episode or two while I was on holiday. And um, yeah, Adelaide, beautiful city, um, and the track as well, pretty cool. I haven't been to the track yet. I do really want to go see the supercars there eventually, maybe next year. Who knows? But yeah, it's a it's a great little city. Still. I think the Grand Prix in Melbourne is better, <laughs> but Adelaide's just got that retro kind of feel about it as well, and it, it's just a nice city to, to go visit. So there you go, a public, not a public service announcement, but more like an advertisement. I guess no one can travel at the moment, but when travel does resume, visit Adelaide. It's great. 
A um, couple of other races that they've got, I already said the 97 Euro Grand Prix, they've got the 96 Monaco Grand Prix as well, the one that was the only victory in the career of Olivier Panis, so um, that's a good race to watch of course, and then yeah, they had a few recent ones, 2016, the Brazilian Grand Prix, that infamous wet race where Max Verstappen announced himself, even though he had already won a race by then, um, announced himself as being like an incredible driver in the wet, and then of course 2014 Bahrain, the duel in the desert between Rosberg and Hamilton, I saw that one a few weeks ago actually, good reminder of that, probably not the most memorable race that I remember, at the time it, it seemed really epic because, and basically it was epic just for the, the battle between those two, but the whole race itself had kind of you know, petered out a little bit and went into management mode, obviously, because, you know, heading into the, it was the third race of the hybrid turbo era and everyone's getting used to these power units, fuel management was a big thing and also tyre management too, which still to this day um, in F1 we see a lot of that dictating how the race pans out so yeah you know they're great options to to get onto if you've got youtube i'm sure everyone's got access to youtube these days you can watch them on that alternatively on your browser you want to pull out your laptop or your your ipad or something like that you can watch the um get the f1 tv app and you can watch the archive stuff on there otherwise what else? We've had the Supercars E-Series start that started last night and I was really surprised at how seriously it, well how seriously it's being taken. Like I know the drivers are having fun and everything but you know it's it's a proper championship, you know there's points, there's going to be a trophy at the end of it, um, there's sponsors, all the real world sponsors are involved with it too so you know you see the drivers when they have their cameras on of them in their setup at home they're wearing their race suits or their their race gear or like uh well, i mean to us it's merchandise but their uniforms i guess with all the sponsors showing they've even got like you know the sponsor boards behind them and stuff like that so i guess for them you know it's probably a good way to keep themselves exposed while, you know, you won't see any physical racing, but it, it was great, it was good fun, you know, there was carnage at Monza, as I thought there would be, it was like, yeah, I can picture these guys going into the first chicane, and there being absolute carnage, and there was, and then down, you know, the, the Curva Grande, Curva Grande as well, Grande, Grande, that sounds like such a Bogan thing to say, Bogans, of course, is, uh, if you don't know, like describing a stereotypical Aussie type person, um, it's a very derogatory term, <laughs> but we say it in jest, I guess, oh, he's a bogan, oh, you're a bogan, um, yeah, and the Curva Grande, the Curva Grande, Curva Grande, that's, that's a bit better, yeah, so even then going into Curva Grande, it was like watching a replay of Tasmania in 2017, which they were actually playing last week, because it would have been the Tasmania Super Sprint, and watching that race unfold, where everyone, pretty much like three quarters of the grid was wiped out in that incident in the wet, so we saw all the damage um, caused, and I guess because this is all virtual, it, like everyone can have a good laugh about it, with anyone who wasn't laughing at the end of um, at the end of the first round was Anton Di Pasquale, who was given a controversial penalty. Um, he did kind of uh, 
do a bit of a bump and run on Jack LeBrock in the second race at Phillip Island, but um, they've actually got the real world driving standards driving standards observer Craig Baird being the adjudicator um, for this series, and he's in his own bunker up in Queensland, I think they said, and he's able to dish out penalties and everything as well, um, judging the situation and seeing what happens. So yeah, Deepa Squally was penalised. Um, for that so he didn't seem too happy about that when they interviewed him so you know this is where I said they're they're taking it pretty seriously it's not like Lando Norris um, you know just having a good giggle or whatever which by the way is hilarious Um, get behind Lando if you can but yeah Scott McLaughlin he won two of the three races so they had two races at Phillip Island one at Monza and Scott McLaughlin he's winning everything in real life he's winning everything virtually he won the IndyCar E-Series event that they had earlier in the week as well there at, I think it was Barber Motorsports um, Park. So even IndyCar is doing really well. So good on Scotty, but we had some good results too. Chas Mostert up there. Bryce Ford, I think, ended up on the podium as well. His teammate at Walkinshaw. So I think with a little bit of seriousness in there as well, I think this uh, Supercars E-Series should be really exciting. And of course, you can watch that on your... You know, if you've got Foxtel or KO Sports, it's on YouTube, Facebook. They're pretty much all over the internet, these guys. And they're using iRacing as their platform too. So they've got the um, Ford Mustang and the Holden ZB Commodore. And all the sponsors, as I said, are on board and all the drivers as well. So that's really cool. Lando Norris, as I said before, well, he's decided to finally become Baldo Norris. Uh, shaved his head for... Um, a Twitch stream where they were raising some money as well for charity, which was really good. Um, I did watch the F1 Virtual Grand Prix, the one that was supposed to substitute for the Vietnam Grand Prix, but they did it in Australia because the F1 2019 game doesn't have the um, Vietnam circuit on there just yet, so... Oh, I don't think they'll put it on there anyway. But yeah, they did it at Albert Park. And yeah, Charles Leclerc ended up winning that one ahead of um, Christian Lungard, who was going to be making his uh, debut in F2 this year. And then third on the podium was George Russell. So that was good. And it was good to see guys like you know Andre Heimgartner involved as well, obviously racing for Kelly's, Kelly Racing in supercars. There was Ben Stokes as well, the English cricketer playing World Cup hero, uh, 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 yeah, uh, you know, if you're, if you're an Aussie cricket fan, you obviously look at the English and uh, shudder, so yeah, there's a bit of a bit of a shudder out there <laughs> for um, the English cricket team and everything, so, uh, you know, that's sport for you, rivalries, hey, we love them, we love it, you know, maybe you might dish out some uh, Ashes cricket talk as well a bit uh, later on not today but maybe on another occasion seeing as we're going to have some time coming up on our hands but yeah you've seen guys like Ben Stokes as well involved is pretty good um, there was Johnny Herbert and uh, Ant Davison as well the um, Sky F1 presenters so everyone getting behind it um, and it's a good bit of fun so I think they were trying to get Nico Rosberg involved last time they were going to try and uh, ship a a simulator or a rig out to him to to set up and race. Jensen Button was in it last time, so it was good fun. So, yeah, can't wait for the next one, uh, which will be China. I think they're doing it. So the Chinese Grand Prix, the virtual Chinese Grand Prix. So get on it. 
Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I had for for racing at the moment. <laughs> it's you know again without the live sport, it's kind of hard to to talk. But I'm sure I'm going to come up with some content over the you know next while. Um, now I guess a bit about what's going on in the broader world, and I said that I would talk about how there are people doing good at the moment but also some of the bad stuff as well because I think it's important as um, you know to to be able to bring up this sort of thing and see why not understand why but you know just anyway <laughs> gonna get I don't want to get worked up about it that's it but Given that, you know, here at the moment we're under stage 3 restrictions, um, we've been told by the government that we should only be leaving home for essential shopping, medical runs if you want to, if you need to go to the doctors, you know, a clinic or to the pharmacy or for daily exercise and that doesn't involve, you know, anything else. So, you know, up until recently there were still people going to the beach which was infuriating to see because it's like, well, thanks guys for doing your bit. Um, but then also more pressingly in relation to what I do with my work as well. So many, many of you will know or not know that I work for a, um, a second-hand retailer, a charity. Uh, I'm not going to name them because, um, you know, probably might get into trouble for name, all that sort of stuff, social media policy, blah, 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 but, you know, given the fact that, you know, yep, we, I work for this uh, organization, we're, at the moment, we're closed, so we're not trading, we have been for about a couple of weeks now, um, and basically, we're just tidying up, you know, ready to put the place into hibernation, and um, hopefully come back, and it'll all be looking awesome when we when we get back to it but what the thing what's the thing that is really frustrating me and a lot of my co-workers and people that are in this industry is the amount of rubbish that's being piled up at our front door at the moment you know and um, the amount of people who are calling in and saying oh we're just wondering if you guys are open because we want to donate some stuff or, you know, and I use the term donate because that's how they feel, um, these people, they feel like, oh yeah, we're giving it away to, to a good cause, blah, 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 but all we know is that there is a certain percentage of it that is actually unusable stuff, it's rubbish, and it's just people wanting to get rid of their rubbish, and given the fact that there's a lot of people at the moment who are at home and don't have a lot to do, they are actually focusing on cleaning up around the house, getting rid of old stuff, making room, blah, blah, blah. And rather than following, you know, the government's advice or, you know, the health officer's advice about staying home for and only leaving for essential things, which is only basically grocery shopping and stuff like that, um, and shopping for medical supplies, it doesn't include go and drop off your rubbish at a charity shop or, or a second-hand shop, you know, but, and when you speak to these people on the phone and you tell them or you encourage them, you should just be staying home and following government advice, like, oh, but we've got to get rid of all this stuff. 
that would be fine in any other situation. But at the moment, um, with the way that COVID nineteen works as well, is that it can live up, it can live on, you know, hard surfaces or surfaces such as fabric or cotton, uh, fabric, cotton, uh, fabric, just fabric in general, um, cardboard as well. Basically, on any hard like flat surface or thick surface it can live on for up to three days 24 hours to three days so what about that do people not understand Um, one example I have is I was on my way home and just walking past one of the charity bins that is nearby at my um, closest supermarket it's raining it's pouring down and there's a couple who pull up in their four-wheel drive and start unloading bags and boxes of stuff and just leaving it next to the bin because the charity bin because the bin was full you can't put anything else in there but they're just leaving it around the bin you know and it's not like it's undercover or anything it's exposed to the elements it's raining at the moment too so that stuff gets all wet it's gets ruined it gets it gets destroyed so why why do it why do it i mean this is not the time for people to you know watch that Marie Kondo series on netflix and go into that little oh you know if it doesn't bring you happiness nonsense let's get rid of it it's not the time to do that but what it also does is expose a greater issue that people have or society has with um, consumerism um, and waste the amount of things that go to waste at the moment is really disheartening Um, and I got worked up about this when the panic buying started um, at the supermarkets where there was you know all the flower sections were empty you know tissue paper toilets uh, toilet paper meat section was empty like basically you couldn't get anything for a few days or up to a week i'm like who needs all this stuff even a family doesn't need all this stuff how much of this is going to go to waste as a result um but people don't think that way you know i mean i through what i do and everything and having done it for quite a few years now and also being a strong advocate for the the carbon neutral direction that f1 is going into as well and the automotive industry and looking at sustainable fuels and sustainable ways to race and to produce cars i'd be all for you know right i've got a whole bunch of time on my hands now because i'm working from home or i'm not going to physical work or anything is there a way i can upcycle all this stuff that I want to get rid of, or recycle it, you know, that doesn't involve just dumping it somewhere, you know, or have a good hard think about reducing your consumption as well, because that's always a good idea, to just stop buying things you don't need to, you know, unless it's secondhand and it's basically just part of recycling that, you know, circle, that's fine. But, you know, going out and buying, you know, an electrical appliance that you might need for one thing and then you never use it again or it's because it was the the next best thing that you saw in the catalogue or you saw on TV or your your girlfriend or whatever was talking about or your boyfriend or whatever. It's this problem that as time has gone on just continues to get worse and worse 
you know? And even now, when everything is kind of at a standstill, it kind of brings to light more of it, more people, how much stuff people have actually gathered and don't want to do anything with, and the easiest thing for them to do is, right, I'm not even going to look at it, I'm not going to even sort it, I'm just going to chuck it all in a box and then chuck it in front of somebody else's doorstep because they can go, it's they can deal with it kind of thing, rather than, all right, let's have a look what we got. Oh, cool. So, even though in their current form, they're not really useful for me, what can I do? Maybe go onto YouTube and say ways to look up ways to upcycle this particular thing. I've got a chair that's damaged, for example. All right, maybe I've got I've got some old t-shirts or something like that that I don't need. Maybe I should reupholster it, you know? Problem solved. Um, yeah, it's just this one-dimensional thinking that people has that really, really annoy me, and just, yeah, common sense too, you, you, some of us might think, yeah, it's common sense, but other people know, you know, it's just like, this is how we've always done it, blah, 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 we got to, you know, yeah, we move quickly, things are not important to us that, you know, everyone else is thinking about, we are, you know, big, high, flying earners, and all that, we drive around in our fancy cars and all that, I think that's, that's all going to change, hopefully, soon, and that sort of stuff will stop, because there won't be an avenue for people to do it, like, imagine if we go into stage four lockdown here, which means absolutely everything grinds to a halt, there will be no movement, the only, you will only be able to leave the house to go to exercise, or go to the doctors or pharmacy or supermarket, you're not going to be able to go and dump your rubbish at your local charity shop, imagine what people will do then, I mean, the people who at the moment are doing the wrong thing, hopefully they lose their minds and will be forced into a new way of thinking, because that's the only solution, there is, the amount of people who, again, one-dimensional thinking, only have one answer to everything, or that's how we've always done it, kind of thing, no, you've got to, our, I guess, prerogative as humans is to just continuously evolve and find new ways of doing things, I mean, again, five years ago, I would not have thought about where we are today, I wouldn't have thought about even from like a racing perspective and automotive climate perspective that we've really got to start making a push towards um, having a sustainable future kind of thing, but anyway, I guess life is much simpler for some people and they'd rather just continue doing what they're doing, the way they're doing, and watch all this waste in front of them, oh, well, you know, because we've got the income, we'll do it, it's not about, you know, whether you're a high income earner, low income earner, it's about, you know, the fact that you are destroying what's around you, you're also taking things that, you're taking away things that could be given to people who are more needy of it, you know, I'm talking about now, I'm talking about the panic buying of all the food, you know, there was people who are more vulnerable, who have no, or very little income, that weren't able to support themselves in that time, or they 
still aren't able to support themselves at the moment and you've got all these hogs out there who are just taking everything and then they think that oh we're doing the right thing by leaving um, some secondhand clothing out in the rain because someone will be able to use it gosh humans can be so disgusting at times they're not even human in my eyes these sort of people um but yeah no if anyone wants to get in touch with me in regards to this or talk about this sort of stuff then I'm all for it because you know if you want any if you want my views about this sort of thing then yeah go for it um on Twitter at hit the apex media that would be a good place to get in touch and and do this while we all have some time on our hands but yeah it's just oh because Mary Kondo did it on Netflix or she's encouraging you don't listen to I mean who is she to tell you what to do you know make up your own minds you know if in that instance would if someone started a uh, if there was a trending show on Netflix that taught you how to upcycle or reduce consumption would everyone get behind that maybe who knows <laughs> but yeah I'm just going to leave it at that rather than getting fired up about it anymore it is really infuriating that you know every time when I'm at work and I pick up the phone it's like oh I was wondering if I could drop off um, a truckload of stuff basically we're tidying up the house and uh, we want to get rid of some stuff it's like yeah okay we're closed first of all second of all do you know what's going on and have you heard the government's advice about leaving your house? Yeah, the only reason I'm leaving my house at the moment is basically what the government is advising to. So I go to work, I come home from work. In between, I might go and do some groceries. That's it. I'm not going over to friends' houses or going to hang out with anyone. It's basically just work home, work home, work home. Go for a walk maybe, go for a ride on the scooter do grocery shopping, that's pretty much it, and then all these other people out there, oh yeah, we're just clearing out our place, <laughs> anyway, let's leave it at that, but yeah, if anyone does want to um, get in touch with me in regards to that, or anything, just reach out on Twitter, at Hitheobex Media for that, and we can discuss it further then, but um, yeah, as I mentioned before, it's very likely that the shop is going to go into hibernation for some time, so we ceased trading, um, it feels like a lifetime ago now, it's just been such a arduous couple of weeks, and very mentally and physically exhausting, that's why I'm glad that I've got the next few days off, where I can just kind of rest and relax a little bit, I've got to go in next Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday at this stage we've been told to, to come in and continue doing what we're doing which is basically a lot of housekeeping, a lot of cleaning up around the place, redoing some stuff, like excited to do some painting next week as well in store, do some new merchandising, uh, there's a lot of merchandising opportunities as well, um, but yeah after that I, with winter coming up as well I think yeah we're going to be I'm going to be home for some time, job is secure and everything, in case you're wondering, we've been told our jobs are secure and it's great that um, the government have passed this uh, JobKeeper initiative as well to um, make sure that, you know, staff are still paid for while they are 
not working and stuff so really you know big hats off for that being passed and also the company getting on board with the initiative too so with staying at home I guess uh, given that the title of the episode is stay home it's more PSA for everyone listening who isn't doing the right thing at the moment and should be hashtag stay home um so when I'm home I plan on staying active of course because uh, <laughs> that's the big thing you can get caught up in the trap of not um, doing any physical activity um, and just basically sit there because that's one thing that can get you sick pretty quickly is if you don't do any physical activity you know, you know your immune system and everything just shuts down and you're just there on your couch all the time or on your bed yeah, it's not a good idea. So stay active. That's what I'm going to do. And it's been quite difficult. Like I've been trying to source some exercise, quit like an exercise bike or something or some weights. But everywhere you go, they've got none at the moment. So, you know, everyone's caught on that. But I've got my little scooter. Go for a little ride every day or walk down along the beach or something like that. Given that it's only me, it's not a party of people going to go to the beach. Um tidying up at home as well so got myself a steam mop which i'm excited to use and do the floorboards and then of course all the content you know binge watching um recently bought myself uh, the original six star wars movies on uh, they've been restored in 4k so i'm really excited to to watch those i think it's been it's easily been five years since i've or more than five years now since i actually watched um the prequels and the original trilogy it would have been before the sequel trilogy came out so before the force awakens i would have watched all the the original star wars so i'm excited to see all those ones again um joker that was a great movie i got it on blu-ray when it came out so gonna re-watch that and a whole bunch of tv shows too on Netflix, Amazon, so things like Ozark, Peaky Blinders, which I'm in the middle of, and Hunters, which I'm watching at the moment on Amazon. Very intense show, so I'm just kind of taking it one episode at a time. All the racing games in the world as well, Um, the F1 2019 game, where am I up to? I think I did the French Grand Prix most recently, where Lewis Hamilton tried to, to kill me (laughs) um it was a very good race and uh some good good wheel-to-wheel racing between myself and lewis hamilton because um my character is racing for mercedes and has been for the last couple of years um forza motorsport 7 gone back to that recently for some time trials i love doing hot laps because it's the best way of relieving stress for me you know getting my focus and just trying to put in one good lap after that Uh, one put in one good lap after another but also some of the endurance races in career mode that i haven't done before because basically i've been limited with time um some of these races go beyond two three hours so perhaps now or perhaps when i do have the time soon i'll be able to do that and for sure i'll talk about it too um on the podcast project cast 2 as well was available with xbox games for gold it still is this month for april so get on that if you are an xbox live gold member i made sure i got that because i'm really excited to check out some of the racing cars and that i've still got doom eternal as well to to play so as for more pressingly i guess podcast wise and writing wise on the raw too um plans are to start a revisitation series 
um, as far as my writing is concerned. So I'm going to rewatch some old content, um, content that I predates when I started writing for the Raw, which was back in late 2013. So it was the end of the 2013 championship, and then heading into 2014, that I did start my F1 writing, and then Supercars kind of came after that. So. I might, you know, focus on the years just preceding that or for my content at the moment. So things like 2010 World Championship for F1, given that it's decades since then, um, might rewatch that and then do some work in regards to that. Thought about some old Bathurst 1000s as well because Bathurst is great. I actually might even spend a day watching this year's Bathurst 12-hour, which I was talking to my, to my friend, my friends who I went to Bathurst with um, this year and we were just saying how grateful we are that we actually got to do that trip in February. I mean, we almost forget, you almost forget that we did have a few races at the start of the year. So there were some people who went to Daytona, um, some photos I've seen of that and then also Bathurst as well, which is a great trip as always. Um, and so grateful that I got to go there and hang out with these lovely people, amazing people, and watch some good racing. So, you know, that's that's that. I might rewatch the whole twelve-hour race because I haven't seen. I've only seen like a highlights package, but not the entire race on replay. And of course, work-related projects as well. Some, you know, design work. I got to do some signage and stuff uh, when we do return. Of course. really excited about that so I'm not going to go cold turkey completely from from the shop and all that related stuff either but also things like you know my photography and my camera I might take some photos around the house or in the garden um, and even some of my old photography work just doing some work to that on some photoshop and all that so plenty to keep busy with um, hope I don't do it all in like a week and then for the next few months I'm, I'm out of got nothing else because I do foresee at least maybe two months or three months that we might not be might not be working so it's important just to not go crazy and yeah for the podcast as well it all depends on you know I'm gonna probably relay a lot of the the revisitation stuff that I'm gonna do in writing on the podcast too um, I think for this stage I'm going to play it week by week kind of thing so I'm not going to say now whether I'm going to do one next week rather than committing to a bi-weekly schedule I'd rather just leave it till next week see how I feel because yeah I've got to go to my work Monday Tuesday um, potentially sorry uh, Tuesday Wednesday and then potentially Thursday if um, nothing changes so you know, I just want to kind of play it by the ear with that, and I'm glad that, you know, if you guys are, can be flexible with that as well, that's really appreciated, um, given that i still got this uh, responsibility of work to do, and try my best to to get the place looking nice and tidy for it to go into hibernation. We're going on hiatus. <laughs> it's going to be quite sad, you know, because given the fact that everyone at the moment is distancing you know you can't really see friends or family and that sort of stuff that 
me and my work family, we can still see each other and we're enjoying a lot of time with each other at the moment, which I'm really grateful. And we've all basically said, yeah, if it was for anyone else, we wouldn't, we would have probably taken our, you know, leave entitlements and just disappeared for, <laughs> for a couple of weeks before they decide to close down completely. So yeah, it's been, it's been good fun, but again, physically and mentally challenging uh, more so than normal. And the mental side of things, it's basically because of other people, you know, their their behaviour towards us. Um, they're walking around like they're entitled to do whatever they want or, you know, even though the government says essential shopping is essential shopping, you know, like groceries and household supplies, not going and donating your rubbish elsewhere. <laughs> um we just got to soldier on and um, deal with it. But hopefully you guys have been able to take away something useful from this, you know, or me giving you guys a bit of an insight or maybe you guys have had views like this but haven't really talked about it, which is why I'm happy to talk about it. If you want to get in touch, um, give you some insight, of course, into it because at the end of the day, it's all for the name of sustainability and reducing waste that's why I do what I do um, that's why I like the direction in which some motorsports are going to and also upcycling too is a great little thing that you know you don't have to be the most creative person in the world you've just got to have an idea you know you can always go onto YouTube or do a bit of internet browsing to figure out what you can do and you'll be surprised, you know, I don't fancy myself to be as creative as some people I know, but I've still come up with some pretty exciting little upcycle projects and stuff like that, that, you know, I'm really proud of, and I'm sure you guys can do the same thing, so we'll leave it at that anyway, so I want to start on my little five-day vacation um, at home, <laughs> um, really looking forward to some rest definitely and not sure whether I'll be back next week but I'll let you guys know so best place again to follow everything that is to do with this podcast will be at hit the apex media on twitter so get on to that and um, yeah again if you guys got any questions feel free to send them my way remember to share this with uh, your buddies if you want a friendly voice in your ear while um, you're in isolation so other than that take care, stay safe, remember to practice social distancing, or physical distancing I should say, because you want to stay social with all your friends and loved ones um, through, you know, your phones and all that, or computer, and of course practice uh, good hygiene, so other than that, take care guys, and hopefully we'll see you soon.